This episode of Radio Drama Revival is brought to you by our friends at Dashlane, the form-filling, password-remembering, data-protecting, all-in-one application. Will, take us to Jingle City. Dashlane, live life in the fast lane. Get yourself some cash lane, and you'll be living easy and free. Your internet experience could be so much better with Dashlane. It's a bird. It's an app. I lied. It's not a bird. Dashlane is the service that remembers your passwords, protects your online data, and fills in your logins automatically. How might you integrate Dashlane into your life? Well, let's say your untrustworthy line producer sells all of your data on the dark web in exchange for two designer ferrets. <laughs> I have no regrets. These little guys are so cute. It should be illegal. Besides, they're Dior. That's... That's what that means, right? A designer ferret? They, they said it was they said it was Dior. Well, regardless, I love them. With Dashlane, you'll receive security alerts in the event of a breach. When your information is compromised, Dashlane lets you know where, when, and what, so you can take action quickly to lock down your accounts. Take that, cyber criminals. <laughs> Don't care. I already got what I came here for. Come on, little ferret babies. Let's go get cannolis in Scottsdale. Start dashing through the internet and help support the show by visiting dashlane.com slash rdr to start your 30-day free trial of Dashlane. No credit card required. If you like it, use code rdr at checkout to save 10% on your premium subscription. All right, on to the show. This week, when Atlantic Flight 702 disappears between Heathrow and JFK with her brother aboard, Caitlin Lay isn't satisfied with official answers. Her grief curdles into a dangerous obsession. Who was aboard Flight 702 that wasn't supposed to be? What were the factors that led to its disappearance? Did it crash? Did it explode? Caitlin will stop at nothing to dig up the truth, no matter the cost. It's Passenger List, and it's coming up right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. This week's feature was one of the premieres I anticipated most in 2019, and friends, I was not disappointed. The longer fiction podcasts evolve and develop, the more we're going to see high-profile collaborations like Passenger List, which was co-written and co-directed by legendary British audio fiction writer-producer John Scott Dryden and legendary American writer-director Lauren Shippen. Dryden may be best known in the U.S. for his historical fiction series Tuman Bay or the season of GE podcast theater he directed Life After, but he has a long and storied history of productions in the U.K. and India where he adapts crime thrillers and classic novels with his wife, writer Aisha Menon. Lauren Shippen is no stranger to this audience, I expect, the creator of The Bright Sessions and its two spin-off series on Luminary, and now, recently, the writer of a new audio fiction series for Marvel, called, fittingly, Marvels, based on the graphic novel of the same name. Lots of familiar faces attached to that project, too. Misha Stanton of Whisperforge and Paul Bay of The Big Loop, just to name a few. It's a great time to be a fan of audio fiction, is what I'm saying, and Passenger List is no exception. I've been recommending it to everyone. It's a taut thriller with stellar performances, especially by its lead, Kelly Marie Tran. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because she is in the new Star Wars films. And these podcasts are free! Again, what a time to be alive. 
I wouldn't advise this on the first listen, but on the second, see if you can pick out a familiar voice as a cameo, especially if you're a fan of The Bright Sessions or Star Tripper. Content warnings apply here. You won't hear any planes crashing, but there are, perhaps obviously, references to plane crashes throughout this entire series, and references to sexual abuse about three quarters of the way through this episode. I hope you're somewhere comfortable, because it's time for episode one of Passenger List. Traffic. Hi, hello. Um, we've got a, a, a child here, gate 27, seems lost. A what? A child, a boy of about, um, how old are you? I'd say, I'd say, um, five. He, he was found wandering through the terminal with a carton of juice and a backpack. Does he have a passport? Uh, no. Have you put out a call for his parents? Yep, uh, several. Okay, what's his name? Excuse me? Excuse me, hi. What's your name? What's your name? Bratza, Bratza. Where, where's your, where's your mummy and daddy? Mama, Papa. Bratza. Hmm. Is that his surname? Is, is that is that your last name? Is that your last name, Bratza? <laughs> I don't think he speaks much English. Where are you? <sighs> uh, gate twenty-seven. Okay, bring him to security. I'll see you there. Okay. So this is Heathrow Airport Passenger Welfare Officer Evelyn Davis. Today's date is April 12th, 2018. It's currently 8.36pm. This is Bratfer. Do you want something to drink, Bratfer? She needs to that any. What did he say? He won't his mother. What's your mum's name, Bratfer? Cascasa Maiket, Cadesa Maiket Ibusheti, Maike Mamma, Datko, Daddy. Where did you come from, Bratva? Do you know? Sosa Moletul do de. He says he came on a plane. Do you know where you live? Hi, um, I checked the incoming passenger list for Bratva. Only one hit, so we're in luck. It looks like he flew in from New York today with his mother, Maria Elian. Is that your mum's name, Bratva? Maria? Vaya muta la mique dili. Maike tu Maria les casa. I think that was a nod. Let's get the page out for Maria. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. They were booked on a flight to Sofia, Bulgaria. Even better, so we can get Bratva over to... No, no, hold on. Their flight already left, and Maria wasn't on it. So she's still in the airport, then? No. She's on a flight back to New York. Atlantic Airlines, flight 702. She should be landing at JFK at 11pm New York time. OK, um, we need to... Um... Hello, um, can you connect me with security at Atlantic Airlines, JFK? Yes, I'll hold. JFK. Uh, yes. Bratva, don't worry, sweetie. We're going to find your mummy. 
breaking news tonight. Breaking news this hour. A plane has crashed. Atlantic Flight 702 from London Heathrow was expected in New York. Flight 702. Atlantic Flight 702. Radar contact with the plane was lost. All people on board. But I think everyone here is bracing themselves for the worst. Point, it really is still a mystery. The disappearance is due to mechanical problems, pilot error, or even terrorism. Weather conditions are very rare for an airplane to disappear uh, is not normal. I, I think we have at this hour uh, every reason to expect that this is not going to be a good outcome. Tempers are fraying. Some relatives of missing passengers were forcefully removed from a news conference. Satellite images show the plane changing course dramatically. Altered course before descending rapidly to 20,000 feet. The aircraft made that turn toward the west. Position 53 left. Morse in the middle. Hoping for news. Of the ocean. By a suspected bird strike. A bird strike. The bird strike. strike is the most likely reason. As the plane was moving to 33,000 feet, we know that the left wing engine struck a flock of geese, the pilot reported. We have to move on. Life is a fragile thing, and maybe this is a time for all of us to, to pause and turn to those we love and hold them close, because life, well, life is fragile.
Hey, I'm trying to reach Greg Ford. Uh, that's me. Um, my name's Caitlin Lay. I messaged you on Facebook uh, about the flight. Right. Can you just hang on one second? Yeah. Thank you. Hey guys, I gotta step out for just a minute. You ready to go Sorry, I just have to find a like a quiet spot to talk. Hold on. So, yeah, uh, the woman with that kid. Yeah, you said you were on an incoming flight with her, right? You sat next to her and her son? What is this for? My brother, Connor, was on 702. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's not, um, it's... Thank you. I'm just trying to piece all this together, so if there's anything that you could tell me, um... Yeah, totally. Like I said in my post, I just happened to be sitting next to the woman with the kid on the flight into London, you know, before she got right back on board the other one. And, and, um, yeah. Right. Um, but you said that she got a phone call. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought anything of it if it weren't for all the things going on in the situation, but I hope you're not calling because you're offended by all the speculation. No, not at all. I'm just... I'm actually, <laughs> it's actually comforting to see that other people have questions, so. Sorry. Um, anyway, ba- back to this woman. Right. So it's not like we talked much during the flight. I just asked her about her son and, and if he'd started swimming yet. Uh, I'm a swim coach. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was just trying to be polite and she didn't really speak much English. And as soon as we landed at Heathrow and everyone's turning their phones on and everything, she gets this phone call. And I remember she just froze. I mean. So she was scared. Could you hear what she was talking about? No, I mean, she was talking in, I don't know, whatever she was speaking in. Bulgarian? But definitely, yeah, she was scared. I'd Terrified, I'd say. And she took the kid in her arms and was just whispering in his ear. And all around us, people were unbuckling seatbelts and opening the bins and pulling down suitcases and all that. And she's just sitting there staring straight ahead with the kid in her arms. And her face was like ghost white. What happened when she got into the terminal? I don't know. I didn't follow her. But when I was in line for the immigration line... uh, It was this big, big line, and a lot of flights had come in all at the same time. And I noticed her standing there all alone. And I remember thinking, where's the kid? I mean, I wouldn't have even remembered it if it weren't for all this talk about, you know, I mean, not a conspiracy exactly, but something weird going on. But, yeah. Does that help at all? I think so. Yes, thank you. You don't believe this thing about the flock of geese? I don't know what I believe. Yeah, it must have been really hard for your family. Yeah. It still is. So... So what, she just turned right around and checked back into a flight to New York, right? I don't know, I I guess. Without the kid? I mean, what kind of mother would do that, right? You think she had something to do with... You know, what brought the plane down? Yeah, I think that there's a lot that we don't know.
Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, what do any of us know, right? Is this Anna Dragoff? Who is this? I'm sorry, you don't know me. My name is Caitlin Lay. My brother was on 702. Yes. Your sister was on the plane as well, correct? I was hoping that we could... I can't help you. you earlier today? Get out of here. I have nothing to say. Anna, please, just wait. Just wait a second. Look, I... I lost my brother. And you lost your sister. There's no... What the authorities are saying, it doesn't add up. All of us, we're... We're in the same boat. We all want answers, and I... I think we can help each other. Just give me 15 minutes, please. Anna, Anna, listen. Bratva, he's your nephew, right? Bratva, I know where they took him. Where did they take him? Can I come in? We can't talk here. My parents, they get upset. There is Starbucks on 188. We meet there. Can I get you a coffee? Or... Where is Bratva? Address. You give to me now. ask you about your sister first. I cannot. I'm leaving. Anna. Anna. I promise. You can trust me, okay? I'm not a reporter or anything. I'm just... I'm trying to put all the pieces together. I don't believe you. Look. This is my ID. See? Caitlin Leigh. My brother is Connor Lay. He's a computer scientist, one of the best, and he, he lives with his boyfriend, Thomas, and a cat named Tova. We used to sneak out just so we could drive around and listen to Willie Nelson. He'd stay up late to teach me how to program in JavaScript, and 
He's my favorite person in the entire world, and I want him back more than anything. I'm sorry for your brother. Thanks. Where are you from? Kansas. That's a long way. I'm a student here. Actually, well, just outside of the city. You said you had information about my nephew. I do. Okay, the thing is, I've been doing some research and the FAA's official explanation, the bird strike, it just doesn't make sense. First of all, there's no physical evidence that the plane even crashed. There's no wreckage from the flight, no black box. The final transmissions, they all seemed normal. Spaceship. What? Spaceship came and took them away. That's not what or I... Or it was Russians, or North Korea, or Lost World of Atlantis, or, or, or... I don't care. Tell me about my nephew. Okay. At the moment, the case is still in the hands of the British Social Services, and I imagine they let you know that already? Being next of kin and everything? Yes, but we only get official letters. They want us to provide so much information, and my husband is away, so... It's difficult for me. Where's your husband? Away. Away where? Business. What does he do? He does... business. What kind of business? You ask too many questions, and you still haven't told okay. me. Okay. He's been taken to a home in Oxfordshire. About 90 minutes northwest of London in the court, has appointed an official guardian. I know all of this. But yes, but I've got the address. You give it to me. I was like his mother. He stayed with us. Maria was never there. I was with him all the time. If he woke up crying in the night, it was me. Where was Maria? Parties, rich man, I don't know. And then she came one day and just took him away. Look, Maria got a call as her plane was landing in London. So? Do you have any idea who it was? Why would I? I spoke to one of the passengers sitting near her. Maria was upset by that call. I mean, it sounded serious. I don't know. Why would a mother leave her son at the airport and get on a plane unless there was... Unless she was going to blow plane up. No, I'm not saying that. I just... But maybe she knew something was going to happen, and so she... Look, you tell me nothing. I tell you nothing. I have to go. No! Listen. I have the address. The house where they're keeping Rob, I have it. So give it to me. I don't have it with me. Oh, this is fucking joking. Goodbye. Anna, please. Please. I need you. We need each other. I mean, come on, I'm just, I'm trying to put all of this together and find the facts. No one's telling us anything. But if we help each other, we can figure out- Figure what? Listen, in Kansas you have tornadoes, yes? You have big wind and storm. It comes down from sky and smack. Your house, gone. Your whole life, ruined. What is the reason? I, it's exactly. You don't know. And you will never know. It just happens. No reason. Just like plane. Plane is gone. My sister gone. Your brother. What is reason? 
I go on Facebook, I join support group. Everybody wants to say they know secret. They know what happened, but they don't. No one does. No one will ever know. You love your brother? Yes, yeah. You remember that. Forget the rest. I go now. I can't make it. Caitlin, it's your brother's funeral. This isn't optional. I've got classes, and if I miss them, then... Connor would have come if it had been your funeral. You have no idea what Connor would have done. I know you think Connor could never do anything wrong, but that doesn't mean that... Connor's not even going to be there. Just because some official issued a death certificate doesn't actually mean that he's... waited six months for this, Caitlin, to finally be able to say goodbye. You and Dad could do what you want. We can't bury Connor until we have answers. We do have answers, Caitlin. If you don't come, what will people say? You are now our only child. Don't put that all on me. This, this... Thing destroy your brother's life. It can't destroy yours too. Go for die, go ahead, and I say it gone. Man. Gone gone, gone. You must 
You mind if I vape? Uh, not at all. Um, I mean, some people do, you know, even though. It's fine. Do you mind if I record? Um, you're a journalist after all. I mean, you know how important it is to kind of keep uh, a record. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Great. Um, so this piece you're writing about, what's his name again? Demo Dragoff. That's really his name? Sometimes supervillains actually do have supervillain names. And you think he has something to do with Flight 702? Well, look, none of this has been proven beyond all doubt, but do you know what Dragov does? Business, according to his wife. Trafficking. Young women, mostly, from Bulgaria. He brings them over on tourist visas with the promise of work or marriage. And then when they get here, they just disappear. Wait, wait, wait. They get drugged, forced into prostitution, then passed around his network of business associates. DC, mainly. Jesus. Yeah. But I'm gonna nail him. I'm pretty close now. I've got quotes from his top lieutenants and women who've told me he's interviewed them for jobs as quote-unquote personal secretaries. Just a few more pieces of the puzzle and I will yeah, have I, this. Like, I hope you get him. I, I really do, but... What does this have to do with 702? Dragoff's wife, Anna, the one you met at the Starbucks. I've been hounding her for months, but she won't talk to anyone except apparently to you. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess it's because I kind of blackmailed her. I told her I knew where her nephew is. Wow, wish I'd thought of that. Did she tell you where her husband was? Away, on business. He's disappeared, most likely to Europe. He's probably in Bulgaria now, spreading his own particular brand of misery there. Okay, I'm still not seeing the connection between him and 702. No? How do you think I found out about this whole Bulgarian sex trafficking operation in the first place? Beats me, I mean, how does anyone find out about something like that? You don't, unless you're a customer, or unless someone rats them out. Maria. You're a sharp cookie. God, this, this all just got really Gnarly? Weird. That's how you know you're onto something. So, you think Dragoff had something to do with the plane going down? That, I don't know. But you said Maria was scared before she got on 702 and she left her kid behind. I mean, that doesn't sound like someone who feels completely safe to me. My theory? Dragov found out Maria betrayed the family and sent someone after her to take care of it in the way these people take care of snitches. I leave you to speculate what that has to do with the flight. Well, um, thanks for the info. How'd you find me anyway? A mutual friend. We have one of those? Well, friend is a strong word. How do you think you're getting your contacts? I don't know what you mean. Like, who gave you the sister's phone number and address? These crime families take their privacy very seriously. I got an email pointing me in the right direction. So who gave you the tip? Honestly, uh, I don't know. I've got an email set up for anonymous tips and it was, well, anonymous. 
You've got someone on the inside helping you out. On the inside? Someone with access to... stuff. Who? He calls himself Dylan. I don't know a Dylan. Well, I can guarantee that's not his real name. <laughs> he left this at the front desk of my employer this morning. For you. That's why I contacted you. What is it? See for yourself. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to look, but I am damn curious. That's... That's Maria and Bratva getting off the plane in London. It, it looks like it's from a security camera. But who would have access to that? Like I said, Dylan seems to have access to things. Walking through the terminal. Now she's kneeling down beside him, mm. kissing him. Now she's alone. Now she's talking to. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's Demo Dragov. You have with you? I know about Demo's business. I don't know what you're talking about. I met with Valerie Venix from New York Magazine. She told me some interesting stories. So what? Where's your husband? It's none of your business. He was on flight 702 with Maria, wasn't he? He was waiting for Maria in London so he could take her right back to New York. I don't know what you talk about. Sure you do. I got a hand on Maria's phone records and you know who called her just as she landed? It was you. Why? Was it to warn her? What exactly was Dima's plan for Maria when he got her back to New York? Was he going to punish her for betraying him? You seem to have all the information. Why don't you tell me? Maria didn't abandon her son. She was trying to escape with him, wasn't she? To give him a better life. Away from Demo, away from all of this, and then... Listen, stupid girl. No, okay? You listen. She left Bratva in the airport terminal because she knew he would have a better chance at a good life than if he stayed with her and faced whatever... Demo was going to do to them. You have no idea what you're talking about. My husband was a good man. He took care of his family. My sister was a disgrace. She think everyone in America have it easy. She, she think she's judge. Look at her, betraying her own family. Don't you care about what your husband does? That he was going to hurt your own sister? You know what, I'm... I'm finished here. Give me the fucking address. I don't think that's a good idea. That's not your decision. No? But it was Maria's. You will regret this, Caitlin Lay. Yeah. That does 
seemed possible. Hello? Hi. I'm trying to reach, uh, Dylan? Didn't you read the note? You have to download... Shit. Look, I'll call you back. Click on the link I sent Wait, but I really... Hello? Caitlin Lay? Yes? Hi, this is Christy from the Dean's office. Um, I'm just calling because we've noticed that you haven't attended classes for a while, and I just wanted to check everything was okay with you. Yeah, I'm fine. Y you know, Caitlin, <laughs> there's actually a waiting list for your course. If the students don't attend, I, then um, we're kind of I actually have to go, so... And would you like a counseling session? Counseling? Wh why? It would be a, an opportunity to talk through, you know... Look, Caitlin, we, we can only imagine what you have been going through, and we don't want to put you Look, under I, any pressure. I'm sorry, I'm really going to have to get off the phone right now. There's I... also the question of your tuition fees. I, I'm, I've got to go. Dylan? Don't call me again unless it's through the app. It's only safe if we both right. use it. Um, so what do you want? I just wanted to thank you for the photos and the phone records and... There's no need. I hope you find the answers you're looking for. Thanks. Is that it? What? Was there anything else? Who are you? <laughs> Why are you helping me? I'm just someone who wants to find out what really happened. I saw your post on the Facebook group, and I wanted to help. Right. Did you have someone on Flight 702? Look, you don't believe the bird strike theory, right? Well, neither do I. Okay. So, how did you get those images? No. What? No, you can't ask me that stuff. Okay, but why wasn't Dimo Dragov on the passenger list? He was traveling on a fake passport. Then wouldn't the FAA have some sort of... Lots of people travel on fake passports for lots of reasons. He's not your guy. Well, then why would... I thought it might have something to do with him, but... I've got another lead. Wait. You're saying all of this, the trafficking, Dragov's crime empire, had nothing to do with the plane going down with that... Correct. Trust me. And you're wasting your time with Anna. How do I know that you're not part of this? A member of Dragov's crime family trying to throw me off the scent? I'm... Wow. Thanks for the reassurance. Listen, Caitlin, I don't have time to reassure you. You can either trust my intel or not. You have more? Yeah. The person you should really be looking into is... Shit. I've got to go. I'll be in no, Dylan? Dylan, is that, is that you? Hello? Hello?
Episode one of Passenger List, Traffic, featuring Kelly Marie Tran and Dolia Gavonsky, was written by John Scott Dryden, with editing, sound design, and music by Mark Henry Phillips. Passenger List is executive produced and directed by me, Lauren Chippen, and John Scott Dryden, and is a project of Radiotopia from PRX. For more details, including a cast list, visit passengerpod.org. Hi there. You don't know much about us, but we need to know more about you. Take a few minutes, tell us a bit about yourself, and share some things you like about Passenger List. Visit surveynerds.com slash passenger list to take the survey today. That's surveynerds.com slash passenger list. Radiotopia. If you were wondering about the cameo, there it was, in the credits. Ian McCune from Star Tripper, The Bright Sessions, Deck the Halls with Matrimony, and more. Keep listening throughout the show, and you'll hear cameos from John Dryden, Aisha Menon, Lauren Shippen, and many others. If you can't wait to hear more of Passenger List, you're in luck, because the full first season is out there now for your listening delectation. Patty Lapone is in this show, and if you want to hear the story of how that happened, stay tuned for next week, beloveds, because we brought John Dryden and Lauren Shippen in for an interview that's full of fascinating stories and insights. If you'd like to support our show on Patreon, please do. Welcome to new patron Mads, who subscribed on the strength of our new blooper reel alone. Thank you, Mads, and thank you, Will, for maintaining such an extensive blackmail file on me. If you'd like to see what all the fuss is about, head to patreon.com slash radiodramarevival. We have a store. It's radiodramarevival.com slash shop. Buy clothes. Put them on your body. Buy stickers. Put them on your body. Buy a mug. Put coffee in your body. Buy a tote bag with our friggin' logo on it. I mean, are you kidding? Radiodramarevival.com slash shop. The time has come, buckaroos, buckarettes, and buckarexes. It's time for the show to end, but not before a perfect, beautiful, shining moment of will. Hey, listeners. This week, I want to remind you of another great interview of Lauren Shippen. It's an interview that specifically focuses on episode 50 of The Bright Sessions, Rose, the time that The Bright Sessions did a full musical. And oh, would you look at that? 
It's our interview with Lauren Shippen. That's right, episode 497, we interviewed the wonderful Lauren Shippen about 50 rows and everything that went into making a musical episode for The Bright Sessions. If you're a fan of The Bright Sessions and you haven't listened yet, I can say this because it was made before I started working on RDR. Uh, It's great. It's a phenomenal interview. I will go ahead and link that episode in the show notes so you can listen if you haven't yet. And hey, listener, I love you. You're as fancy as these designer babies. And now let us sound the traditional end of episode gong, followed by the sound of a million simultaneous downloads of this very episode. I knew you could do it. The sounds of that gong and that information superhighway tell me it's time for the credits. This podcast is recorded in Washington, D.C., which is the unceded territory of the Piscataway Indian Nation, the Piscataway Kanoi Tribe, the Pamunkey People, and the Nanticoke People. If you live in the Americas, Australia, or New Zealand, you can learn more about the native, First Nations, or indigenous heritage of your area by visiting whose.land. Our theme music is Danger Diggy Doo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer and associate interviews producer is Will Williams. Our senior interviews producer is Eli McElveen. Our associate producer is Sean Howard. Our researcher is Heather Cohen. Our social media manager is Anne Baird. Our submissions editors are Elena Fernandez-Collins and Rashika Rao. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhouch. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. <laughs>